Welcome to the Breaking Wax Podcast. All right, welcome back. This is episode 45 of the Breaking Wax Podcast, and I have my friend Bill, who goes by Gen Mint Cards 23 on Instagram. What's up, Bill? How's it going? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired. I'm a little tired. It's uh the time adjustment has been good. Like I've been here two months, but I'm still like uh I don't know. It's, I'm tired. <laughs> I see I see you're rocking the Raiders. Yeah, you know, I'm a Jags fan, but I, when I was a kid, I was a, a huge Raiders fan. So I still I'm still a Raiders fan, but I always support the, the home team, the Jags, you know. Um, sure. But sure. it's funny is I, I told my middle son, because he's a huge Jags fan that when I get back from this work trip that I'm and we move back to Florida, I'm I'm ready to commit and just be a hundred percent Jags fan. And that's cool, man. What the I'm Raiders still trying do. to rid my I'm trying to rid myself of my dolphins, but I can't. How how did you become a Dolphins fan? That that Marino era, man. He was just I, I liked him and I watched him. And then by the time I was in age that I should have been liking good teams, I was stuck. <laughs> so it's un- unfortunate. Unfortunate as a kid, I liked players, and and right. that that equated into teams. And uh, it it is a very diff- if you're a loyal fan, it is it is almost impossible to stop rooting for your team. Right, and that's uh, the same with me as when I was a kid. I I loved Bo Jackson everything about him yep. uh, so yeah and that's why I, I was a Raiders fan so but yeah um it's been a while when I mean it's been over a year since you've been on the no we, we, I, I don't know when we were on but it was over a year ago me you and uh Bobby talked um, oh yeah that's right I, I got to meet Bobby and hang out with him down in uh, AC for the convention we missed you there obviously um I'm always working I know. I mean, for me, it was a layup. I, I had to drive two and a half hours. And I know everybody else getting the AC sucked, and uh, an AC did suck. It was it was it was pretty <laughs> shitty. Like I, I couldn't wait to actually get out of there that Friday. I took off. Yeah, um, I, I kind of wanted to stay one more night, but um, I was in the middle of seventy five hard, so I'm hanging out with everybody, drinking, couldn't drink, and I was still getting two workouts in. I was waking up early. I was leaving the convention hall to get a second workout, and uh, I was like, all right, I'm done with this. There's no Wi Fi. Everybody's pricing everything twice as what it was, and uh, it, it was it was cool. I got to see a lot, and uh, I tried to move my mantle there, and um, you know I, I had a good experience. What did you, um, you ended up moving the mantle or no? I did. So uh, I, I basically uh, I bought the card as a grail to put away forever, and right. then the way that the hobby kind of trended. And me personally, I'm going to own one again. Uh, I'll probably even get a a higher level one, but I want to appreciate it. Like I put this thing in a security box and it just sat. So for me, having something that valuable and not being able to appreciate it, um, I'm like, you know what? I could use money. I got three, three little kids. I'll buy a card when these kids are out of the house. So, I mean, listen, if if I come across someone and somebody wants to throw me a deal on one, I'll take it. But I also was down in Atlantic City. And it was like every three tables, there's a 52 mantle. So to me, this card is a grail that I can always get again. It's not like right. as rare as I thought. Yours, what grade was yours? Uh, SGC four. Okay. Wow. So, and uh, and and getting to know the market of mantles more, people will pay for a one or two that's centered uh, as much as they pay for a nice eye appeal four. Wow, that's interesting. Um. I, you know, mantle's not on my list. I think it's just because the price is so high. Like, what's a one go for? 
so the problem is like, and I wouldn't even waste my time is like a one is like an entry level of 20,000. And you can right. be talking about a card that's got torn up uh, corners, paper loss and all right. creased. And to me, like, I, you know, at that point, just pay 40,000 and get yourself a two, you know, or two and a half. Right, right. Um, you know, my goal is to be somewhere around a five or six uh, that's centered. But I know that's going to be 150 plus. So, I mean, right now, that's that's not not in my mindset. Yeah, no. And that's what like we talked about it briefly before we start before we went live. But like um, you and I made the trade for the Jordan. Um, yep. That was I got the Jordan from you. And that was like my grail. But, you know, since I got back in the hobby, it's always been uh, I want a low grade Jordan, you know, like a one or two, like you said, like something you're sitting on, you're sitting on a $5,000 card. It's a lot of money. Right. Right. And like a one or two, like I can put it in my office and not have to worry about it um, and not think about moving it. And, you know, and with the one I got from you, it was crazy because I got it from you. We did the trade and then I checked the serial numbers and it was coming up uh, that I had to contact PSA because they're worried about fraudulent or copies. Yep. Um, So like, and, you know, and, I, and for me, I wasn't worried about if there I was, was something yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. But I know. I like bad because I'm like, this, this, listen, this thing, I got this thing graded. I know it. Yeah, yeah. And right. And you were like, no, I graded this. I know the guy that, that you know, the shop that's your local shop there. What, what's the name of the shop? It's uh, Sports Cards Unlimited. He's been there since like the early 90s. So like you're like. Let me- I emailed him like five minutes after you sent me that. Uh, and I know. Yeah. He, he, he's a guy, he's in his 80s now. He doesn't even have a cell phone. I'm like, all right, I'm shooting him an email as a long shot, and maybe he'll get back to me this weekend. And he actually pulled up his PSA account, and luckily he had uh, 2016, two Jordans came in raw. Yep. And uh, he said he said to the guy that bought him in, I can't buy these raw, but I'll grade them for you, and I'll offer you like 70%. So uh, he ended up grading them for the kid, gave him 70% of it, and then uh, I paid, you know, probably 80% or whatever it was at the time. Right, right. And uh, I put it away. That was my first grail back in 16 when I got back into it. And uh, that Jordan, I put it away, never thought about moving it. And it kind of came out like my mantle. And I'm like, I'd consider moving it kind of like yeah. the mantle. I didn't plan on moving it, but it just happened. Yeah, same. And then, you know, so then I sent it to PSA and this was like, to PSA's credit, this was probably like the best experience I had, like, talking to them sending it in they called yep, me yep. and let me know they got it they called me and let me know it was good to go and they're sending it back i was hoping that they're going to bump the grades selfishly yeah, <laughs> yeah but you know got the new label and i was and i was completely stoked and then i don't know a couple months went by and brandon offered me double or almost triple in trade value um because that's the type of guy he is and sure and i moved it not thinking i would but um, you know, and I think part of that conversation with Brandon was he was saying that he thought that it would come back down a little bit um, so that I'd be able to buy one at National pretty easily. But then talking to you before we started recording, you said the price has been pretty consistent still. Yeah, so. they're, they're, they're down like overall the last six months or so, like 10 percent. I mean, the Jordans yeah. are steady. I know the 10s, you know, had a crazy run and they seem to hit a, a floor around like 180. So yeah. I, I think the tens, uh, depending on how many are on the open market, the problem is when Golden and PWCC has one every single month, it's, right. it's it kills the value. Um, are they going for one eighty still? Somewhere around one sixty, but yeah. the only reason they're going for one sixty is because there's one on every single auction. Like right. if all of a sudden they dried up, you'd see one pop over two hundred again. 
Right. And I wonder, you know, and I haven't checked, but like, I know, um, there's a couple accounts out there to keep tabs on certain cards, but I wonder if they're selling or if it's the same card. I don't know if the pop count is on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it was always around like three 30. I don't know if it's changed much. Um, yeah. I know Rick Probstein, he posted, he owns like 15 himself. So he always, right. sna- he always snags one when he can. And uh, it's not a smart, it's not a bad thing because he'll own 10% of the market at some point. Right. Uh, he, he might, it might even be a higher number. He might own closer to 30. I remember him hearing, him hearing that he has 30. I was like, that's just crazy. Yeah. I remember seeing a post and it wasn't his post, but someone like reposted a video of him holding all these PSA 10s and like, yeah, it's crazy. I know um, when I had Cage on, uh, Cage the lawyer, he has one. He has one. And to me, I just, I don't know, man. It's like a Ferrari, a house. It's like a couple houses in certain parts of the country. Like, it's crazy to have. I don't know. I don't think I would be comfortable holding something like that. Uh, I think it like when you get, when you're younger, you always think like, if I have money like that, like I would buy a Ferrari or Lamborghini, you know, and like, Sure. I, I, I certainly don't have money like that, but I, like two years ago, my wife was like, hey, you want a brand new Ford Raptor or whatever it is you want? I think at this point in your career, like you've earned it, just go buy whatever you want. And like, I went and look at the sticker prices on these trucks and I was like, no way. I'm not spending $100,000 on a pickup truck. Like, yep. I can afford it and I'm not doing it. Like, no. <laughs> it's pretty wild to think like you'd be waste yeah. not wasting, but you're putting that money into a piece of cardboard. Right. And that's so that's why, like, uh, for me, I think the low grade stuff would be awesome to have and just be like, yeah, I got a Jordan rookie, especially from like a nostalgia, you know, growing up in the 80s and Jordan being the man, you know, it's just it'd be nice to have another. I'll get another one. Are you going to nationals this year? Uh, I don't know. I mean, It'll be like a game time decision type thing. Right. So I, I talking to Brandon, I think he's going to go during the week. My my thing is, is I, I can only do the card show for like a day. I'm not, yeah. I'm not really interested in walking around or sitting at a table. Um, yeah. My, my experience from this year is if you go there, um, maybe look for a rare item that you can't find on eBay. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe go to look for a couple cards don't waste your time trying to trade. You could just sell it for more money. Yep. Uh, trade nights are solid. So if you did want to do a trade night, that's worth doing. And then other than that, just go for the, you know, high-end stuff just to be able to see. I mean, it'd be yeah. cool, like, if you took your son so he could see some high-end items. Like, I went and I saw the PSA 10 52 Mantle. I mean, that stuff, like, that was pretty sweet. Uh, right. Bonds', Bonds is record-setting home run ball. I mean, they had some crazy cool stuff that I just I thought was awesome. Uh, right. I think, I think uh, what else did I see there? I mean, you have the auction houses that have big items, so it's it's worth seeing that stuff. But if you actually want to go to a card show, go to a local card show and you get your deals there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm if I go, I'm only looking for the low grade Jordan, and that's that's the only thing I can think of on my list that I would want. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't mind a, a PSA 10 Bo Jackson rookie card. Um, the one with the Raiders, you know, where yep. he's there. that'd be nice to have. What do they run? I don't know. Last time I checked, they were they were more than I thought, but I don't think they were more than a thousand bucks. Okay. Um, I think it was a couple hundred bucks, actually. Um, it's funny because I have like 10, 10 of those rookie cards from when I was a kid, but they are like, looks like someone gave them to like a toddler and they chewed on them. So. Um, that's, that's, but, most, that's most of our stuff. 
yeah, very disappointing to look at old stuff that I thought I kept well and did not. So it is what it is. What so what's uh, what's on your radar? Like, what have you been buying, selling, trading anything with cards recently? Uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm uh obviously I buy and sell, but I do collect. Uh, probably my biggest or the most I purchase. Uh, PWCC Weekly. Are you familiar? Yeah. So um, I've had a vault set up with them from the eBay days. I'd buy stuff. It would automatically go to my vault and then I'd ship it home. I'd save on tax. And uh, once once they pulled from eBay and started doing their auctions, um, I was still buying on there. Not as much. But now, like, they, they probably got between, like, eight to 10,000 cards a week. Wow. So I'll go through midweek. I'll jump on. I type in what I like. Um, they got this power buyer feature. So you can actually search stuff based upon it's below comps at the moment. So mm -hmm. once you go through that, you navigate, you put your pre-bids in. And I end up like on Sunday night, I pop back on. I see what I'm still interested in. It's still under comp. And uh, I, I'll drop like 30 bids. And I typically win like 10 cards every Sunday. Wow. So those 10 cards, I either I wait till I get about 20 and I send them home. And then out of those 10 cards, I probably resell five of them. So I take 50% of the cards, I throw them back on a weekly, or I list them on their marketplace as a fixed price. So I kind of almost like I try to buy undervalued cards. And then I also, um, being that they have 10,000 listings every single Sunday, there's so many cards that I PC that I constantly, if I get five a week, every month I'm shipping home 20 cards. You've probably seen some of my posts. And uh, yeah. that, that's where I'm getting my... Uh, my cards yeah I'm, I'm, i don't for me i've shifted like i've been all over the place and like the last two years i've been trying to really like dwindle down to like find find my niche what i really like you know and i really like baseball prospecting and i i for me i like just trying to find guys that i like for whatever reason and not what the mass or the hype likes sure. that's what you got to do yeah and it, but it's fun like to me it brings the fun back into it for me um and then, of course, I accumulated this large TCG collection of stuff from Brandon. Nice. Uh, I still, I still can't wrap my head around it. It's so hard. <laughs> the hard part is like when you see the stuff, and then you see the price of the stuff, and it's like, well, it's a huge global market. So, I mean, yeah, there is a lot really of people out there that are into it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, but like I, I don't. I've been trying to grade stuff pretty consistently. I haven't really bought anything since I've been here. Um, but I, I do have quite a bit at PSA from before, before I even left. The thing that's surprising though, is two bulk orders I sent in the PSA popped already. And that's after like two months. So I don't know, like, you know, they say 180 days, six months, right. Or longer six to nine months, but they're, they're flying through grades. I don't know what your experience has been. Yeah. So I, I had a uh, interesting one I sent in, I've been doing, I think I was telling you real quick, I've been doing like every two months, I put together a lot local friends. Yeah. Uh, we send in stuff and um, I try to be fair. So if I got a card that's worth 500 bucks, a thousand bucks, I send it in for the $30 or $50 submission. You know, I'm not going to slip it in the bulk and hope they didn't charge me. I put it in the proper way. Yeah. And uh, I sent three cards in. And I, I sent them in with my bulk order, separate order. And I got the bulk order graded, sent back, and other stuff was still sitting, <laughs> not moving. So I sent another order in a month later, and it popped. And I'm like, wait, what is going on? This three-card order that I paid more money for isn't moving. So I sent them an email, and miraculously, it went from four to seven. They were graded. 
and uh, I got an email. I got charged, and I look, and for whatever reason, I, I, I should I got the card upstairs, but one of the cards they didn't grade. It was an Aaron Judge uh, autograph, and no reason. Just says NG, no, not graded. What? No reason. No idea. So I sent them an email back, and I said, "Thanks for getting these three cards graded." I said, "What's what's going on with card two, the Aaron Judge autograph?" So I'm waiting right. to get back. Yeah, I, so I slip everything into the bulk. I just put it all in there. Well, I'm that's like, what I'm doing going forward. Because what's the yeah. point? I mean, I'm, I'm right. paying. I paid more money for a worse service. Right. Well, and and I think if you get a ten, you get upcharged. Who cares? Sure. At yeah. that point, because if you don't get a ten, you don't get upcharged. So yeah, that's yep. what it is. Yep. Um, yeah, that's a. Uh, yeah, I've uh, accumulated quite the C.J. Abrams collection for whatever reason out of the rookies last year. Um, it's weird. I, I I don't know. Like, I get it. Julio Rodriguez had a phenomenal season. Bobby Witt had a phenomenal season, too. And, and for whatever reason, he's getting overshadowed big time by Julio Rodriguez, which is fine. But Witt stuff came down quite a bit. Um, yeah. And then just looking at all the rookies, which I was surprised that they made Abrams a rookie. You know, he got he didn't play much. He was hurt, and then he got traded to the Nationals. And I was like, eh, I like Abrams still. You know, top ten pick. I think maybe top five or the six pick the year he came out of high school. Yeah. So, no, he was um, great in the minors. And I mean, obviously, you know, being moved around didn't help him. Right. Um, he doesn't have much support with the Nationals lineup, um, but he's going to get playing time. I mean, he's he's definitely right. a good bounce back candidate. So there's some upside. I mean, I I personally I do like him. I like Kalenic. I like a yeah. few of the guys. That, I like Bobby Witt. I mean, Bobby Witt had a great year. I mean, he was 25-25. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he had a great year. His average was a little low. But if you look at his last, like, month or two, his average came up a lot. So, uh, he, he still walks. He walks mm. a lot. So, he's patient. You know, it's just, right. you know, him. he likes he likes strikes. So, he's going to have – I don't think he's ever going to bat 300. But if he could creep 270, 280, I mean, he could be right up there or better than J-Rod. I think I think he'll be fine. I mean, he had less time in the minors, right? I mean, he barely played a year in the minors. I mean, I get it. He's a pedigree guy, but like, uh, but like, just like you said, Abrams, he didn't really have much support in Kansas City either. And, he, um, and I think he was up and down, right? They called him up and then sent him back. Who, Bobby? No, Abrams. Yeah, Abrams was up and down. Yeah, but uh, but you know, Julio played in the minors. I think a couple of years right before he he got the call up and then that hype just built and they kind of ran with it. But uh, yeah, I think Bob, I think wit, if you want to spend a little more money, I think his stuff, his rookie stuff, his Bowman first stuff is a lot, but you know, I don't think that's a bad way to go, but I, I just, for whatever reason, I fell on Abrams and I like him. Uh, it's funny you say that. So me and you are both baseball guys. I mean, football's crazy. I mean, you look at the games yesterday, everybody was probably buying burrow mid game and then dumping burrow after the game. And everybody's now buying Mahomes. I mean, the quarterback market, it's 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 a roller coaster. Um, I I don't collect any of these guys. I got I got a nice Mahomes prism. I've kept that. I put that away. Um, but I'm, a, I'm also a Brady guy. So I, I got I kind of want to have something of Mahomes. Right. I do want to have something of Burrow now. I think Burrow is going to be in the AFC championship game or deep every single year. I mean, he's right. good. Um Unfortunately for him, the Bengals are the Bengals. I mean, they're they're still going to make the knucklehead plays and and not get there sometimes. Um, I sold all my Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I was buying back in eighteen when he right. was bad, and I was picking his prisms up for like five bucks. So everything, yeah. every single thing, 
I sold stuff at half of what it is now, but I still made 20 X. So, I mean, I got right. out of Josh Allen, uh, didn't look back on him. He's a great player. Uh, I do have some Tua, but that's because I'm a Dolphin fan. Unfortunately, Tua, unless he can figure out how to fall, his, his NFL career is not going to be long. Tua's um, tough, man, because he tough. looked great. He looked great at times this year. Yeah, and, 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 he, and he is. You know, with the right system, the guy is a great quarterback. He's very accurate. He can throw deep enough to hit his guys. I mean, he had a hell of a year, but uh, I just don't. He had two, two I, of the I, deepest deep threats, so. I just think longevity uh, is is so huge, and that's what's killing guys like Lamar. I mean, you you know, running quarterbacks, guys that are going to get hurt. Kyler, you, you're not going to last. You got to like you know, Joe Burrow is going to last. You got to be a, you got to be a mix of a pocket passer, and you can run when you have to. Yeah, I, th- I think Lamar stuff. You know, for a long time, Lamar stuff was pretty even with Mahomes, and it's yep. come way down. I think. The only way people that are investing in Lamar are going to see that money or see it in the green is if he wins. Yeah, unfortunately. So and and only, the only people are going to buy Lamar, and I might be in that group. Would be somebody that wants to buy him. He bounces back, and I'm going to sell him. Like, is right. anybody actually collecting Lamar? I don't. Unless you're a Ravens fan, probably. No. Not. I mean, that, and that was my whole point with talking with Brandon. I don't know if you saw with the with the Purdy stuff. You know, it's unfortunate he got hurt. I didn't. Sure. I didn't see the game. It started at 4 a.m. here. Yeah, I was at basketball. So uh, I guess he got hurt, and they're saying he might need, like, Tommy John surgery. So, like, so that's unfortunate. Like, I hate I hate to be right about not investing in him because he got hurt. But, like, I just – But even if he won, it was a bad right. investment. Right, because, I, you know, there was reports that Garoppolo was going to play if he was ready. Sure. And then, and then next year, regardless of Purdy, if I mean, maybe he won a Super Bowl, he keeps the job. But say Purdy took him to the Super Bowl and lost. Trey Lance is probably still getting that job next year. Yeah, 100 percent. And that's what I think, too. The quarterback stuff is just tough. I think it's uh, none of them are great investments unless you're talking about consistency. And, and that's why I've been saying, like, well, Mahomes, he didn't win last year, but like he did go to the AFC championship. They lost to Brady the previous year. Like he's been consistent, I think. Maybe people are just having fatigue because they're so worried about who's the next guy that they can capitalize on. But it's tough. Oh, you know what I thought was interesting is uh, so I had a I've been waiting for this DJ Shark, uh, Phoenix RPA for twelve hundred days. Okay. And I get the email saying that it's shipped, and I was like excited about it because he was he was with the Jags, and I was like, oh, it's, I like Shark. Um, you know, he's with the Lions now, but uh. I was excited to get a redemption back finally. And uh, my wife gets it, and they sent me a Gardner Minshew autograph rookie card. And I was like, I don't – where's the damn DJ Shark card? Like, this would have been great two years ago, but I, where did they get this Gardner Minshew autograph rookie card from? Jeez. And what's what's it, is there an explanation? No, nothing. And that, that was the other thing is I had uh, – Josh Allen, the Jags uh, linebacker. I had a tie-dye RPA and a white um, RPA, both select. And the white one was a jumbo. And uh, they sent me an Eric Berry rookie autograph card, which is cool. And then the other one got lost. FedEx damaged it, and I never got anything. And Panini won't answer, so. Nice. Yeah. The only two cards I have with them, I've been waiting for two years, uh, is two Dame Lillard autographs that are just sitting. I can't do anything with it. I can't sub them. I can't do nothing. Right. Once I clicked wait, once I clicked wait, I think they were locked. 
They should ask you again. Have you checked recently? I did. I popped on because I was curious. After Dame scored 60 the other night, I'm like, hey, I got two autographs <laughs> I'd like to have right now. What what uh what set are they out of? They were out of uh, they were back when NBA Hoops Premium was the shit. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah. I know. I, uh, I, I I didn't even look them up. I mean, I don't even know if there's any live of it, but I can't imagine him being more than a hundred bucks, hundred and fifty bucks. I mean, he's he doesn't sell too crazy. No, I I know Brandon had a Lamelo Ball. Maybe he bought that. I think he bought that with Rob Fryer Sports Cards. I think they bought a Lamelo Ball uh, tie dye auto. And I don't think Lamelo Ball signed anything. I don't think he has signed anything. So, Ugh. yeah, that's got. Yeah, you imagine getting like a Gardner Minshew for a replacement for like a Lamelo Ball rookie tie dye auto? No, yeah. and there's no rhyme or reason. Mm-mm. Um, Zero. Well, who, so who do you who do you think who do you got for the Super Bowl? I know it just happened. I mean. It's easy to say the Eagles because they just look dominant and they're they're right. going through it. But I just I going into this, I even said the AFC is stacked. I mean, the AFC had so much. Even the Jags are a good team. Like, you know, out of nowhere, <laughs> NFC <laughs> NFC going into it, the Bucks actually had a shot because the NFC was so weak and the Bucks sucked this year. Yeah. So for me, um, I I'd probably take the Chiefs just because of the quality they went through. But I mean, I got. I got no problem with somebody saying Eagles because the Eagles look legit. I'm 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 gonna roll with I'm gonna stick with the Chiefs. I don't I think it's hard to get there and overcome what happens at the Super Bowl because it's a spectacle. It's a it's more of a business um, environment than a sports environment. The Super Bowl is you know, and you get the two weeks off. I just I'm gonna go with the guys that have been there. So I, I'm I'm gonna stick with the Chiefs even though. It's funny because someone today said uh, the Chiefs can't win because they don't have any – or Mahomes doesn't have any receivers and their defense isn't as good as the Eagles. But, like, so Mahomes doesn't have any receivers, but he threw for 5,000 yards and 41 touchdowns. So And he'll just throw it to Kelsey every play and he can't stop it. Right, right. So uh, I, I'm, I, I think sticking with the Chiefs is good for me. Um Hey, and they, they finally they're they're trusting in Pacheco, and I mean he's a beast. He's carrying guys three four yards. I mean the guy's hell of a player. What, what happened with Clyde Edwards Hilaire? He's he out. It? He might be back for the Super Bowl, but they had him on IR. They were oh, okay. there's there a possibility he was going to get activated, but even if he gets activated, I mean McKinnon's been a solid uh, receiving back for them. That right. I don't even know how he cuts into it. Uh, right. And it's funny you say that because one of my PWCC weekly buys was a uh, Clyde Edwards. I picked up a uh, red prism numbered to like 199 PSA 10 for 20 bucks last night. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, maybe he comes back for the Super Bowl. I dump it. If not, for 20 bucks, I'll hold it or I'll give it to my buddy Bobby, who's yeah, uh, see how he fan. does. See how he does next year. Um, sure. Somewhere else. What uh? What do you think about what do you think about Brady and all the rumors with Brady and Rogers going elsewhere? I mean, I don't know. Brady Brady definitely should have retired. Uh, you know, he's at a point now, like he's almost like LeBron where he's putting up stats, but I don't think he's going to win anymore. I don't think LeBron's going to win anymore. You know, they can still do it and they're still great, but like, I don't know, it, it'll actually hurt his legacy hanging on too long. And the same thing's happening with LeBron, like as much as LeBron's going to set that record for Kareem and he'll potentially sneak into the playoffs, um, you know, because the West, uh, you know, I, I do think they're a top eight team. 
Um, but they're not going to beat they're not going to beat a, a fully loaded uh, Suns, Golden State. No. Um, even the Grizzlies are better now. They're younger. They're faster. Right. Um, you know, they're not going anywhere. And it just gets to the point where, like, I do think he should leave now because, you know, him to come back, it's like he's waiting to get carted off the field to quit. And I just don't think he needs to Brady. do it anymore. Everybody knows he's the best player ever. He's I, done it I, all. I didn't see his stats this year. Um, and then, you know, I, I left. I think, I think he led the NFL in uh, uh, completions, and he was either first or second in passing yards, maybe right behind Mahomes. But their but their offense wasn't very good this year. It was year. very bad, but he still did his thing. They had no running really? game. The defense took a step back, and their red zone efficiency was trash. I, th- I think it's tough um, when you like for well, first of all, Brady. I, th- I'm, I agree with you. I think it's time for him to hang it up. Um, I don't. Yeah, I think it's time for him to hang it up. And then with Rodgers, it's like unless he restructures his deal, like I don't. Can anyone even trade for him? That's the thing that like when Rodgers last year, and I said it last year when he signed that fifty million dollar a year contract, he basically told the Green Bay Packers. And all all his teammates to fuck off because like they can't get better. I mean, that's sure. why they had to drop Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, take take ten million and bring a wide receiver in. Right. Don't, don't complain. You have nobody. I think it's tough too. Like, um, you know, the Raiders. Speaking of the quarterbacks, you know, the Raiders walked away from Derek Carr, but it's like, I, I don't like understand these NFL teams. It's like you have a, a competent quarterback. Sure. Um, when you get rid of them, you're essentially starting over again. So, like next year, like the Raiders were like they're they're like steadily have been getting better, and then now they're going to start over again. And yep. it's like you know you're just chasing a quarterback. It might take you forever to find one. And then what do you do with Josh Jacobs? I mean, he had right. a, he had a, he had a uh, breakout year, and now do you pay him? They, they probably won't pay him. I bet he walks. If I had to guess, he'll um, get paid somewhere. He'll get paid somewhere for sure, but I don't know if it'll be with the Raiders, which is disappointing. I, I, I personally, yeah. uh, I hate the Jets, but Rodgers would be a perfect fit there. He would be a perfect fit there. Um, they're, they're a quarterback away from being legit. And if Brees Hall comes back healthy, the guy's an animal. Garrett Wilson is almost uncoverable. I've watched him with uh, Xavier Howard. Howard right. can't stay with him, and Howard's a shutdown corner. Um, their defense is tough. Yeah, but it's the Jets. They're not getting Rodgers. <laughs> no, they'll mess it up. They'll get Carr, and then Carr will fall off. <laughs> I can't believe how bad – you know, what's crazy is uh, not just because I'm a Jags fan, but, like, the end of last season, people were saying that Lawrence was not the guy. Yep. You know, Mac Jones was the guy. Um, the dude from Texas might be the guy. Um, and then – the end of this season, Trevor Lawrence is the guy, and none of those guys are the guy. It's crazy. What I always liked his ability, his mobility, that he could run if he has to, and he's got a big arm. Um, you know, the way he played that first half in the huge, huge games, he's either been good or bad, and right. that game was a perfect example. He was actually bad and good. He was starting to force the ball, make the mistakes, and he made the adjustments, and he's also playing the Chargers, who literally did every single thing to lose that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're another team. I mean, Herbert's a great quarterback, but uh, they got a lot of issues. I mean, their coach, I, mean, I, don't know how, I don't know how he kept his job, but losing Mike Williams that last game of the year right. is just a head a head scratcher to me. But, I mean, if you look at the players on paper, though, the Chargers are loaded compared to sure. the Jets. You yeah. know what I mean? I, 
Yeah, when uh, we scored that touchdown before half, I told my wife, I'm like, because our whole family was watching it, and I'm like, if we can score before halftime, we got a chance, but that means our defense has got to step up and we got to make some stops. And then, yeah, I don't know, like, when you're up <laughs> that much, why are you not running the ball with Eckler? Sure. You got, you got to keep trying to score. As soon as you chop, chop, stop trying to score and just defend, you're going to lose. Yep. Well, so you know, what's, what I thought was weird, too, was uh, with Purdy getting hurt and then putting him back in yesterday. Um, and then I, I guess the fourth string guy got hurt, too. But, like, why why didn't they just resort to um, – I, I saw someone said that Christian McCaffrey was the backup or the emergency quarterback. But, like, you got to revert to peewee football, man. You put the best athlete back there and let him do his thing. You could have ran a wildcat, but it's hard when you're down 20-something points. Right. Right, you know, just keep them with McCaffrey if you had them running it. But at the same time, like I don't yeah. know, you're down twenty, and I mean the line, the, the Eagles are stacked. I mean they bought yeah. in, they bought in Sue as like an alternate defensive tackle backup. Who, who right. is a, he's a stud still. The guy's a right. three hundred pound monster. Yeah, I can't like Sue's one of those guys that's weird. Did he win with Tampa the year? He before? won with Tampa. Right, so you're just but, taking a winner that can dominate the middle of a field, and you're getting him for nothing with an already insane defensive line. I don't, but like guys like him that dominate year after year, like I just find it weird that they're like turning into these journeymen. You know, yep. it's weird. But I mean, good for him. I, I still think they're going to lose, but good for him. <laughs> nice. Um, so we got completely sidetracked with football, and I, I, I don't even want to talk about football because it's, it's, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. we, were, we were getting on the J-Rod track and wit, and I popped on because, uh, you know, me and you are baseball guys, and I'm like, you know, let me look at some MLB odds, long shots now. Yeah. Uh, obviously, guys like Trout and Otani are more of a chalk or judge. The American League, putting your money on anybody, it, it's it's almost a waste because it's you got like 10 guys that could win it. I mean, right. I, I was looking, Vlad Guerrero, who was, I think, number two or three the year before. Right. Um, He's plus fifteen hundred, you know. Really, J Rod's plus nine hundred, you know. And, and these are guys that are behind Trout, Otani, Judge, you know, a stacked core. And then I'm yeah. and then I'm looking at value, and I'm like, man. And especially it sucks as a Yankees fan, but Astros are stacked. They picked up Jose Abreu. Oh yeah, Kyle Tucker, Bregman, Pena is fifty to one. The guy, the guy yeah. looks legit. Oh, Pena's yeah. I forgot about Pena. He. He's a stud. He is I, a like, stud. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He He's a stud. So and American League, because I, I, only, I only like long shots. What's the point of putting your money on uh, plus 300, 400? Uh, Bobby Witt's 50 to 1. Kyle Tucker's 35 to 1. And Pena's 50 to 1. I kind of like the value for that. But the American League is 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 stacked. What was Vladdy? Vladdy's 1,500. He's 15 to 1. That's not that wouldn't be bad, right? No, it's not bad. I mean, it depends yeah. what shape he comes in too, though. Right. Well, yeah, that's true. You know, but I think they had some good pickups too. The Blue Jays did, didn't they? I'd have to look. Nothing massive, though, right? I don't know. Nothing massive. Man, the Yankees. I guess uh, Texas. Korea, Texas spent a lot of money. Yeah, they did. But but the Yankees though, like what? I hope Glaber stays because I like Glaber, but all the rumors are they're trying to move him. So yeah, yeah, but they didn't sign a shortstop. So I mean, I got a lot of Glaber. I got a lot of Glaber from you. I'm sitting on honestly, <laughs> he has a better chance card market wise going up if he moves because there's too much pressure in New York for him. 
Yeah. You you just have him go out to the like, I don't know, the Nationals or something or somewhere where he does he could put him at three or four in the lineup, no pressure. He's already hitting twenty five with the Yankees. Right. He just needs a little bump. Put him at 35, 40 home runs. He's in the MVP conversation. Right. You know. But I like. But who's going to play shortstop for the Yankees? It can't be IKF. No. It can't be, and that's like all the things are saying that we only signed him to move him. But it's like, well, what are we waiting for? I mean, I've seen Volpe play. I went to a couple games this year, and he's ready. You think he's ready to get he's the call ready. up? I just don't. I just know MLB. You know, with the with the clock and everything like that. Maybe they hold him back a little, but he's ready. Guys, guys what's are phenomenal. The, what's the age difference between him and Witt? Uh, he's young because he, he went to school here in Jersey. But he's been 20, 21. I'm about to look. He's got to be 21. Oh, great. Of course, it, they looked up Anthony uh, Colpe. Nice. Yeah, hold on. I, I want to know now. He's 21. I think Bobby Witt might be younger. Did you see Witt the other night on whatnot? No, I didn't see. I saw someone posted about Witt's 22. Yeah, so I think Volpe is right there then. He should get the call up. He should get the call up. I like that. But, you know, uh, Yankees are interesting because this is the first time in a long time we actually have some prospects worth the shit. Um, Yeah, J-Dom was a monster last year in the playoffs in the minor league. I think he's still a little too young, Um, you know, and and I've talked about this before, and I think we talked about it last time. I think people are spoiled with these young guys getting called up so quick because that's not the norm. No, it's not the norm. You shouldn't be up until you're like 23. Right, and you're like you're ready um, for the show, as they say, but we'll see. Um, I think Volpe should get the call up, like you said. Um, If not, I don't know what they're waiting for. I was surprised that – Oswaldo got the call up last year and then he played. Yeah, he held his own. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like, you know, I'm trying to think of who, who I could think like Kalenic. The guy, you'd send him down to the minors, he'd bat 350, smacking homers. He'd come up and he's batting 100. Like, he needs, he needs just a little bit more time to get his confidence because clearly the guy can hit the ball. Yeah, I, but I think with Kalenic, though, like the Mariners, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Like, they brought J-Rod up and left them up, but everyone else has been up and down, up and down. And it's like it's like the thing with the quarterbacks, right? Um, same with baseball players. Like, they're like – I think with Kalenic, they killed his confidence. You know what I they mean? Did. Like They did. Like, at least let him play it out and figure it out a little or stick him in the nine hole, you know. But, like, good God, like just up and down, up and down is not good for anybody. Yeah, and then uh, to jump over to the National League, um, you know, there's always value with Betts and Freeman because they're together. They're around 1,300, 1,500. Yeah. My my favorite favorite is uh, Acuna. I think he's going to come out um, and have a huge bounce back year. Obviously coming back from the injury, working his way up. And, uh, you know, he still, still had a good season. He stole a lot. He didn't hit the homers, but I think he'll be back. But one that just jumps out to me, you know, the Phillies added Trey Turner. They were in the playoffs and they're a solid team. Bryce Harper is sitting around 50 to 60 to 1. What? And how? How? I don't know. That seems like easy money. <laughs> the only reason he probably wasn't in the top three last year was because he got hurt. And he got hurt because I think he got hit by a pitch. Yeah, but at the end of the year, they're talking about he might still. He was right still there. in contention. Like, he was right. that good. I mean, obviously, right. uh, Goldschmidt and Arenado had a hell of a year with St. Louis. But, uh, 
yeah, I uh, that one jumped out to me. Um, I'm not a Mets guy. I know Francisco Lindor's got a lot of support around him. He was around 30 to one. There's some value yeah. there. Uh, but yeah, just uh, the National League. If you want to put some money out there for a few flyers, uh, Harper's definitely one. And uh, I think anybody in the National League could win the MVP. There's no clear cut favorite. Where I mean, if Otani has the same season he did this year, Otani's going to win it. You know, it's crazy is I I thought Otani was going to win it still, but yeah. I guess just the hype judges. I think the, the whole home run record weighed weighed too heavily on it. Yeah, I do too. Because Otani had a better year last year than he did the year before. When he won MVP. Yeah, when he did win. Yep, so. just sick. God, man, I, I I would love to have Otani in a Yankees uniform. I don't know if that's where he wants to be, but that's the other thing is they, you know, they signed him with the extension, but they're saying he's already like they can't afford to sign him long term, and that he's going to be gone. So yeah, if, if the angel if the Angels are smart as a franchise, I know they want to sell tickets, and those two guys sell tickets is to dump one of the two now and just yeah. start rebuilding their system because um, I actually heard something last week, and it's true. The Edmonton Oilers have the two best scorers in hockey, uh, Dre Seidel and McDavid, and they're not even a top-five team in, a, in the um, Western Conference. Right. You know, same as Trout and Otani. They're not a yeah. top-five team in the American League. They're not even a top-ten team. They're, they're – they're towards the bottom and they have the two best players in baseball. I don't know if you saw in the group chat, I sent that post, but like uh trout's been the more Eagles playoff game. Yeah. I saw that today. I was just like, Oh God, that's yeah. horrible, but true. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, and we could jump right into this. Uh, the NBA's top 10, top five NBA players. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, the thing is uh, we start having this conversation in 10 years from now you know, there's going to be people that want to put Mike Trout in there, but if Mike Trout never wins, I'm sorry, you're not a top ten. You're not a top ten, not a top five player. No, I, I'm. I'm. You know, we talked about it beforehand. I'm one of those guys too. I think you got to win to like carry your legacy, right? To make it because a lot of people put up great stats, and um, and I feel like I'm saying it every show now, but like that's my problem with Luca. Um, you got to win at some point. Like, geez, you can be all world everything, but there's a lot of guys in the NBA that have been all world everything and never won. Um, LeBron's current teammate, Russell Westbrook. I mean, the guy averaged a triple double for two seasons. And, yeah, uh, I don't he, think he, he, he gets a lot of hate. There was a period yeah. I actually liked Russ a lot, and uh, I mean, he does do it all. He's he's a hard worker. He, he's he's I think he's a solid teammate. I mean, he's just streaky. And right. I think his I think his struggles from the free throw line and three point line are a detriment to his game. But when he's aggressive and attacks, he's one of the most unbeatable guys to the rim. The problem the the, diff, the problem with Russell Westbrook is you said it is the streakiness and uh, he takes horrible. The difference between Russell horrible Westbrook, shots. yeah, the it? difference between him and like James Harden is they both take fucking horrible, horrendous shots on the basketball court. Harden makes them. Russell Westbrook does not. I know. <laughs> it's, true. It's, I mean, it's that simple. Like they take shots that 10 years ago, if you're teaching someone how to play basketball, you'd be like, do not shoot the shots that these guys are shooting. But, you know, but you could say that about Curry too. And he drains everything. So, but yeah, so like, so you, I think, I don't know why recently the top five discussion has been, it's been big in the group chat too, but. Uh, it's just been big. It's just been big on Instagram. And I think a lot of the big hobby guys have talked about it and it's come because up. Of LeBron, and, you think it's because LeBron's 
closing in on Kareem's record. I think there's always that one-two conversation with LeBron and Jordan, so I think that comes yes. up, and then naturally people talk about their top fives, top tens, and then there was I think somehow Kobe was yes. a big part of the whole conversation because as soon as somebody threw Kobe in there, uh, Kobe gets hated on because people think uh, because he died he gets more love than he deserves. Yeah, and I think people forget what he did in playoffs and how long of a run he did in the playoffs. And for me, because I grew up. Uh, a Jordan guy. And I, and I also fell in love with Kobe cause I, I would watch Lakers games. My dad's a Lakers fan and uh, seeing how the guy came up and had no jump shot averaged 14 points a game, 12 points a game, his first couple years. Like he wasn't like, he was, he was, he was a good athlete, but he was not, you know, he didn't, he wasn't instantly good. He had to actually right. work harder than everybody. Yeah. And the hard work he did made him as good as he was. And he maintained that level. I mean, there was probably a 10-year run where Kobe dominated the NBA. And then, like normal people, when he turned over 35 and him starting at 18 years old, he fell off. Um, and that's what separates, like, if you were to try to compare LeBron to Kobe, uh, LeBron's definitely better than Kobe because the durability. I mean, yeah. LeBron, LeBron at 38, I mean, LeBron's the same age as me. LeBron le legit is playing better than he's ever played, which is it's, it's – nobody's done that. No, no player in their 20th year has been – everybody hits a wall. You know, they, right. they once you turn like 33, 35 in NBA, you're a 28-point scorer. You go down to like 22. Dwayne Wade did it. Right. Jordan did it. Yeah. Everybody everybody took a step back. Yeah, father uh, time eventually wins unless your name LeBron James. And, so. You know, and it's hard to say because uh, I think it was Kobe's – I don't know what year it was, but maybe his third last year when that Achilles snapped on the court. Coming back from that was kind of just a milestone to be able to play basketball again. Absolutely. Um, but I think that completely changed his game and slowed him down so much that he was never the same. Right. Yeah. I, Kobe's interesting. I'm, I'm always surprised when people say he's not even in like their top 10. Like he's in my top 10 for sure. Yeah. Same here. Um, I think the thing with Kobe is like all the things you'd mentioned. And then a lot of it is like, People make the argument about the coaching. People make the argument that he played with Shaq and that he, but not too many guys have won by themselves. Like I can't, I don't, I can't really name anyone that's won by themselves. Because uh, maybe, even, maybe, uh, maybe like I don't know, Giannis, but Middleton's pretty good. Middleton's like Scottie Pippen. Yeah, I, I mean, but even like when Kobe won without Shaq, he had Powell there and a couple other pieces. You know, you can't, you can't ever discount anybody that's won one with Robert Ory. I mean, sure. got more rings than just about everyone not named Bill Russell. Uh, no, you need you need role players. I mean, it right. definitely makes a factor, and that's why, like, uh, even you know, when Jordan when Jordan's team was at their peak, they had role players. They had the Paxtons and guys like that um, that were that were good players. You know, well, right, and they had guys that were um, better than than just role players. You know, Horace Grant was great. Sure, um, Scott, Scotty was great, and he's a top fifty player all time by, on his own, right? But I mean, but like people forget, like Bill Cartwright at one point was an all star, uh, a twenty, a twenty five and fifteen guy, um, and and uh, Ron Harper was a great guard too. Um, you know, there's he had a lot of guys that weren't that weren't just role players throughout their career. They became role players because they played on that team. But well, that seventy two win season is is pretty stacked i mean tony kukos was on that team yep yep kukos was another great player but yeah i think um for me like my my top five changes quite a, 
it doesn't change quite a bit. There's a couple guys towards the bottom that I well, normally the fifth guy is kind of interchangeable, but for me it's I think MJ and LeBron are even for me now. Um, LeBron, I think people hate on LeBron because they don't like the court antics. Like recently, you know, him crying about getting fouled. People make a bigger deal about it than I think they should because everybody cries in the NBA. Like that's just – But and then the other thing I think people really hate LeBron because of his political views and like the things he says and does, which has nothing to do with the basketball court. Exactly. Um, And guess what? In 10 years from now, everybody's going to forget about that. Right, and if and if you wanted to go that route, well, like MJ had no opinion. His only agenda was to win games or arguably make money. So you know, sure. like, um, so me, it's it's MJ, LeBron, and then I have Magic Johnson, I have Shaq, Kareem. I'm not a Lakers fan, and then I have Tim Duncan. But then you know, thinking about it, you know, Duncan could probably get changed. You know, you could almost move Steph Curry up. Um, I'm I'm a big Elijah guy. I think Elijah doesn't get the credit he deserves for how great of a player he was. I mean, he won that national championship with Houston. Um, uh, the, I think college he won, and then he won, you know, with the Rockets as well. He won those two championships, and then Elijah won. I mean, he revolutionized that position. Um, guys weren't shooting fadeaways. They weren't shooting step backs. They weren't, you know, the, it's he is so much more than just the dream shake, but he was a phenomenal sure. defender too. So I think you can make a lot of uh, arguments for that five spot for me for different guys. But yeah, that's my top five. MJ LeBron, Magic Shaq, Kareem, and then Tim Duncan, I think doesn't get the love he deserves just because uh, he just did it the right way and consistently all day, every day. So, you, uh, you don't have Wilt creeping in there? Wilt's in there too, but you know, like, you know, and this is what's great about sports and making those arguments, you know, like Wilt put up the numbers he did, um, but he was a monster in his era. So yeah. So like Wilt would be up there too. You're right. So I think Wilt would so, be. Somewhere. So what's, what's hard for me, uh, top, top five wise, it's easier to pick guys more modern because yeah. we've had, we've had our lives to watch them and mature with those guys right. where the other guys were more stats highlights and we hear things. Right. Uh, it's kind of like talking about Mickey Mantle, like the guy was a, a the most dominant player for his period, um, right. you know, winning wise and putting up triple crown numbers. But like the next generation, when you give their top 10, Mickey Mantle won't be in it like the, he'll start to fade out. Right. Because um, I'm you know, like I'm more highlights and stats and seeing things. The next generation, it's going to be even less of that. Um, right. You know, and I hope like Barry Bonds and stuff like that is, is back in there and hopefully eventually makes them all but that's another thing uh but for me with basketball uh you know and and it helps that kareem played into the 80s and had that little bit of run with with magic so he's he's obviously up there but uh i still have jordan one as much as i do like lebron as a player um i don't even care about the political stuff because i disagree with all his stuff but i still think he's (laughs) it doesn't matter it doesn't matter he's he's such a good player that i have him as a clear cut too but i have him a clear cut too because Durability, stats, he's he's clear-cut number one. But when it comes to winning and clutch and dominating and getting into people's heads, I don't think he has that edge that Jordan – like Jordan Jordan would purposely find a way to beat you when it mattered the most. Right. And right. to me, that's the separation is winning and stats. And LeBron's going to have all the stats. Um, he's just not going to have the wins. And I, I don't think he's going to get another one unless somehow he ends up on uh, Golden State. So that would be my debate with the two, but 
anybody that wants to interchange them, no, it's, I, it's, no, fully, it's fully understandable. I, I think that's a great argument. And for guys that have watched multiple errors, like you and I have, right? I mean, we're not that old. But, like, for me, I think, and I used to say this all the time, like, the difference between Jordan and LeBron is that when Jordan was on the floor, you never felt like the Bulls were in jeopardy of losing any game, right? Yep. Let alone a playoff or a championship game. Because it was always like, you know, they could be down by 15 in the fourth quarter, but they have Michael Jordan and the other team doesn't. I don't think you feel that. Like, if the game was on the line, I think if Jordan's on the floor, you feel like they're going to win. With LeBron, I'm not sure. I think he'll make the right play every time, but that doesn't mean they're going to win every time. Sure. And I don't know what the stats are, but I remember, like, following wins and losses because I used to, you know, I was a huge in the 90s, a Bulls fan. But, like, I think the Bulls, like, never would ever lose a back-to-back game. Like, if Jordan lost the game the night before, he was coming at you with 45 the next night, and you were screwed. You didn't want to be that team to play him the next night because he had that mentality. Um, He just – he hated losing. Um, And then, uh, you know, the other thing, too, is, like, if when his father died, if he didn't leave to play baseball – you can make a case that he would have won eight straight. And right. if he had an eight straight winning against good quality teams, like there was, I mean, that Utah Jazz team, the Knicks, I mean, there was quality, quality teams. If he ever won eight in a row, which he probably would have, I mean, I don't even think people would have this conversation. They would say Jordan no. Jordan dominated 10 years straight, similar to Magic, because right. Magic dominated the 80s, but Jordan dominated one of the toughest errors uh, right. of basketball. And – uh I don't think you'd have the conversation, but, you know, we do have the conversation. Um, I got Kareem at number three. Kareem's got the titles, the stats, and I want to say he played 20-plus years. Obviously, he's got the the 38,000 points. Um, I got him there. Will Chamberlain's tough for me not to put there. Uh, He obviously won, but, like, the guy, you know, 100 points in a game, averaged 30 and 20. I mean, he was just just so much better. But – physicality back then wasn't there. I mean, now, I mean, there's guys Wilt's size, you know, and beat is probably yeah. similar to Wilt's size, but like when Wilt played, Wilt was playing with guys that were like my size. Right. Right. I, and you know, it's, I, I keep interjecting your top five and we're going to get to it, but I thought I heard an interesting point today and I don't remember the account, but uh, this guy was making the point that, you know, when you're comparing errors and he was talking about baseball. So he was like, listen, if you, picked up Babe Ruth in his prime and dropped him in today's MLB game, he would, he wouldn't even be a professional baseball player, let alone the great Bambino. Yeah. And then yep. he was saying that if you picked up the worst MLB player on an active roster and put him in that time period, that he'd probably be the greatest thing ever in baseball. Like we'd be talking about him to this day of how amazing this, whoever it is, you know what I mean? And I was like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. Um, to think about. And I think that's where when you're talking about it's hard to like compare the errors. So like what you said with Wilt, um, I'd have to look at how tall and how much Wilt weighed, but uh I think it'd be the same thing. Like if you picked up Shaq in his prime, he'd probably score hundred points a game uh in Wilt's error. You know, yeah, I mean? nobody could stop him. No. I mean nobody could stop him in his error either. Right. Um, Did you watch that HBO thing on Shaq? I haven't. I heard I heard you guys talking about it. It's it's really good because I think I think I heard you mention he was up to like four hundred pounds. Yeah, the last championship he won to be able to be four hundred pounds and run up a basketball court is insane. Yeah, he said he uh, yeah (laughs) completely out of shape. Uh, 
he took on the attitude those last two or three years with the Lakers that uh, he was so dominant that he didn't need to practice or worry about it in the summertime. In the summertime, it was his time to relax and uh, yeah, recover from the season, which is like nobody does that. So, but yeah, please, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so no. said, well, so, well, I do have Shaq in my top ten. I don't know where I got him, but he's in there. I mean, his playoff dominance, his regular season dominance, and his position dominance uh, is recognizable. Uh, for me, like I try to get the top five guys that can almost guard every position and play every position in, right. in, a, in, a, in a sense. I mean, obviously, I don't think Kareem could chase around a point guard, but I don't think a point guard could drive to the lane and score on Kareem either. No. Um, and LeBron and Jordan, I think they can cover one through four with no problems. LeBron, you can make a case, could cover fives with no problem. Um, so me at five, I love to put Kobe there because of Kobe's work ethic his winning and the what and like the way he matured into what he was as a leader because he was right. he was basically the two with with Shaq and then he became the one and uh and I mean he scored I want to say 35 points a game one season like he was unbelievable um but I, I gotta put magic there the only thing and the only reason magic's probably not in the one two conversation is he lost five or six years that he would have played right uh, but but if you take magic's 12 seasons of what he did Guy averaged a triple double basically, and he was a winner. I, I want to say yeah. the Lakers were in the finals every single season in the eighties, right? Um, and Magic probably won five somewhere around there. So I mean, he won. Yeah, he won four or five, and he only played twelve seasons. And yeah. I mean, him or Stockton to me are like the greatest point guards. Um, you know, just. Unbelievable player. So I, I got Magic at five. I I, I want to put Kobe there because I like Kobe, but I got Kobe at six. Well, and, then, and it's tough too because you talk about Magic, and then a lot of times people don't talk about Bird. But like I think Bird's problem was he was hurt also. Yep. Uh, but I mean, you can make an argument. For Bird, Bird Bird won, and Bird put up the stats. Uh, yeah. You know they were they were an unbelievable team. I mean, Bird's got to be right around the number ten for me. Um, Shaq probably would follow Kobe somewhere right around there. Uh, Duncan, I mean, Duncan's more a product of being a winner than a stats guy. The guy just yeah. won, but he also was a product of Popovich, Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili, um, you know, but he's, he's right around there and, uh, it's, it's a little premature, but I do see Steph entering the top 10. I think Steph wins one more. And uh, yeah, if I Kevin Durant, if Kevin Durant wants to be top 10, he needs to start getting healthy. And he needs to win without Steph. Yeah, I think Steph's right there um, in the top ten conversation. Because I mean, gosh, what do they have? Three championships? Four? Three or four? Uh, who? Uh, Steph. Curry. I want yeah. to say Steph's already got five. No, it can't be five. I think it's three or four. I'm I'm gonna check right now. <laughs> it's at least it's at least four. Yeah. Um, He's better, yeah. than, he's better than people think. And the thing I like about Steph, similar to Kobe, is Steph came up. He's got four championships, 15, 17, 18, and 22. Steph, um, he's, as long as Steph stays healthy, um, and which he has stayed healthy, I mean, he's been hurt here and there, but, like, he was really hurt. That ankle was giving him problems early on. No, yeah, he, fixed, he fixed his shoes. He fixed his ankles. And uh, he went from, like, a 15-point score, great college player, and uh, you know, turned into a thirty-point best three-point shooter of all time player. Uh, yeah, uh, I two, think two, two MVPs are huge too. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of times, like winning an MVP, 
becomes harder and harder because people uh, almost like view you as MVP and don't pick you anymore. I mean, it happened with Jordan. It's happened with LeBron. There's a yep. couple. There's like, gosh, there's like four or five seasons where LeBron should have won it easily. I'm, I'm throwing this out there now. LeBron's still 50 to one to win the MVP. He's going to be top three at the end of the year. Yeah, he should be. Um, but gosh, what I don't know what the Lakers are going to do. Talk about. I mean, they got Rui this week. I don't know if Rui helps them though. I haven't I haven't watched the Lakers much, but uh, I mean, they, they need AD healthy. That's the key. Yeah. AD's healthy. They make the playoffs, and then anything can happen. I would I would put AD's name out there in the trade trade freaking. You got to get. Him. I mean, there was a point in the beginning of the year AD was actually hot when LeBron was out, yeah. and yep. uh, they they should have tried to move him then. They should have. Um, man, yeah. That's a that's a good top five. It's just tough, like, uh, and that's what's great about sports is the comparison of errors and where people have people, you know, and because there's guys that are that are hardcore Kobe fans that'll say he's top three all time, which I I disagree with, but I I see what you're saying though as far as the work ethic. I mean, he was a winner. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's tough. Yeah, I like to see I like to see the baseball top five start to pop up. See what see what that conversation is. That's that's gonna be tough. I like my personal opinion is like Pete Rose should be in. Uh, all the guys that took the steroids should be in because you know what have we learned from that era of those guys is that everyone was doing it, not just that. Everybody was doing it, but like I hate I hate that like A Rod and Bonds get overlooked because without steroids they were still the best player in baseball. 100%. They just became the best player in the world. Barry Bonds could be in the Hall of Fame for his time with the Pirates. Barry Bonds, when he was 160 pounds, hit 45 home runs in college. Right. Barry Bonds with the Pirates pre-steroids was hitting 30 home runs and stealing 50 bases. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Bonds, before he ever left Pittsburgh, could he had a Hall of Fame career. He had a Hall of Fame career. So but you can't blame him. You can't blame him for getting a little bit of edge when every single player did it. Right. Well, and and when people say edge, I think for them it was more. It wasn't a strength thing. It was a long recovery, right? Recovery, right. Uh, wear and tear. I mean, bonds miss no time. And people lose sight of that. Like just because you do steroids, you're not hitting fifty home runs. Like that's it's a phenomenal. No, talent. and there, there was a few Brady Anderson type people that that right. had like a season or two of the fifty home runs. And yeah, those guys, maybe Albert Bell. There's a couple guys in that era. Um, but even Brady Anderson was a 20 and 20 guy before that. So like, yeah, you know, um, yeah, yeah. I, they should just let them all in. And who knew this whole time that Jose Canseco wasn't full of shit. <laughs> That's the best that. part to me is like when Jose Canseco first started saying that people were just like, Oh, this guy's nuts. Yeah. And I mean, McGuire, man, he was fun. It was, it was a fun error to watch. And I think, I think having that error to watch would make baseball, uh, pick up some steam where it's losing right now. Yeah, I'm I'm all for the juice balls, honestly. Like if it's if it's like just some minor thing that they have to change, like the year before, fuck it, let them fly. You know what I mean? Like uh, I think I think it's it's great for the sport. So sure, um, you know it's otherwise baseball is what soccer. <laughs> 90 minutes of one or two points and that's it. So Yeah, and uh you know, I'm I'm obviously my my free time and hobbies. I've evolved. I coach travel soccer, travel basketball, 
and uh, lacrosse. So I'm, right. I'm pretty, pretty into them all now. And, you know, watching soccer, I appreciate the game a little bit more because I understand yep. it to another level. Yep. But it is it is definitely hard to watch. <laughs> I, I, I do thoroughly and I know all the hobby guys already his cards are insane. But er, er, uh, Erlen Holland. Oh, my yep. God. Guys, he he's he's beyond his time for a soccer player. So- soccer is another one that uh, I soccer more than any other sport. You will get burned buying a prospect. Sure. Um, I almost got that one, one card from you. That young Which kid. one? Uh, started Which with a C. Young prospect. He was like 19, but he played. I know the kid. The Farming something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I still have it. But the. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Kaminga. Yeah, whatever his name was. But yeah, yeah, yeah. he's good. He's good. Yeah, he's good. But so, like, the thing with soccer is that when these guys get hurt, like, so the Fati guy, he he tore his ACL then got hurt again. I mean, he's a young kid, but his, and this was during COVID prices, though, but his PSA 10 Sapphire card was, like, two grand. And I remember I was like, uh, I'm dumping all of this stuff, so... Right I think now, you can get them for like twenty bucks. So I don't, I don't know if you noticed over the weekend, but Novak Djokovic returned after uh, yep. not being allowed to play for basically a year and a half, and just dominated everybody in the Australian Open. Man, I that guy's a machine. I was reading reading something where he was basically saying he doesn't he doesn't ingest anything into his body unless there's a benefit. Sure. Like he doesn't eat or drink any food for pleasure whatsoever. And there's no athlete in any sport that plays the way tennis players play for four or five hours with no breaks. You know, as much as basketball players run up and down the court, they're sitting every 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, baseball players are sitting all the time. Football right. players are sitting all the time. Like tennis players, there's no sitting. Like you go over and you get a sip of water. Baseball players are only in shape because of the longevity and the recovery because there's still guys on certain roster with that kid from the Mets, right? Like uh, you don't have to be in shape. I mean, in baseball round is a shape and you're fine. Good. Bartolo Colon is still throwing the ball at 40 years old. <laughs> someone, someone the other day was like, hasn't he been retired for a while? And I was like, no, I think he played like two years ago. Actually. He did. He did. That's funny. <laughs> I, I kind of like and I was hoping he would get into the Hall of Fame, but someone was saying he was wrapped up in the steroid stuff too. But I, I think he was. That. I think there was talks of that. But the thing is, if you took steroids and you dominated the game, you're hated. If you were just good, nobody cares. Like David yeah. Ortiz, I mean, the guy guy was linked to steroids and somehow made the Hall of Fame, and he was only a DH. He's only the third yeah. DH player ever to make the Hall of Fame and somehow made it. I mean, I, right. I don't know. I don't know how that Hall of Fame works. Even Scott Rowland. Guy never won. A, guy never won. Uh, what he, he won a World Series, but never won an MVP, and he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's like, almost like they're tainting their own Hall of Fame, which the baseball one is the one that people talk about the most. I mean, I know all those guys care about getting into the Hall of Fame, baseball and football and stuff, but or I mean basketball and football, but baseball. They're I think they're just they're screwing their own Hall of Fame up because they're going to be stuck with these hundred guys that are going to be. Phenomenal stat wise. It's, it's gonna it's gonna get fixed once they get these old guys out of this era. Yeah, it'll get fixed. Um, but yeah, that's it. I uh, I got to wrap up myself. Uh, yeah, yeah, same. You know, I'm glad we touched base on the top five. I still think LeBron's a, a good long shot for MVP. Um, I covered the baseball guys. I think I like this year. I mean, there's obviously a lot more, but I just kind of wanted to point out Bryce Harper, yeah. Bobby Witt at fifty to one, or just a. a, a Put ten bucks on it. I mean, it's five hundred yeah. bucks. 
Um, yeah. And I then think, uh, I, I think Harper's a good one to put a hundred bucks on and just sure. No, I, I, I got that. I mean, the guy's already won them and uh, every single year he's in the conversation. So definitely and got better there. And Philly um, got better in the off season. You know, I, I'll give my shout out, obviously, you know, where I'm mostly buying uh, PWCC um, ton of deals, ton of cards weekly. I wish they lowered their buyer premium to like 10% because paying 20%, which you already know what you're paying, but um, that factors a little bit into the price. Right. And then uh, the only other big, big pickup uh, that I picked up in the last two months was I picked up that Batman number four. Yep. So I'm still, still a comic book guy. Um, you know, Brandon obviously sucked me into that market and, I love that market because I grew up with comics, so right. I, I definitely right. appreciate it. Yeah, I got to get the Wolverine back, and uh, I, yeah, I, st get... I, st I still uh, from our trade. I kept, I basically kept uh, LeBron rookie, the Iron Man book, the Wolverine book, and uh, the J Dom. I I want to. Um, I don't even remember what J Dom it was, but I... <laughs> it was just a it was just a Prism autograph. But it's the only it's the only J Dom card I have, so I had to keep it. Oh, that's a cool one, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like yeah. it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind getting another one of those. But uh, I know you said you got to go. I just need to get a Silver Surfer first appearance um, and then that Wolverine one again. And then I'm good with the comic books, I think, like I said, just in one down. But, hey, I, uh, I appreciate you jumping on with me. Um, we did talk for an hour, and uh, this has been like six months in the making, so I'm glad we finally got it. Yeah, man. No, I know it's uh, your bedtime. Um, I'm in the middle of my day, so I'm running around now. But uh, now I wanted to get on with you, chat with you, see how you're doing. We didn't talk too much about uh, what you're experiencing out there, but I'm That's sure right. you're going to be on a couple more podcasts, and we'll hear some of the, the good foods you're getting to try and life it's experience you're getting. It's, it's not bad. I appreciate you. Have a good yeah, one. Man. Good to see All you, right. Don. Take care, yeah, buddy. You too. Later, Bill. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Break of Wax podcast. Please, if you enjoyed it, share it. Um, send the link out. Put it on your story. I welcome all feedback and comments. Send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking about, what you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I answer all my DMs. I think it's weird when people don't. That's another story for another day. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support and all the love. Peace.